0: Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. As you know, we talk every day. Stop by, spread the word, follow me on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. Check out my other podcasts as well. We do this all the time. Um, Here's what I think I'm going to do is talk about individual matchups. And I want to start today with when Cincinnati has the ball. Some of these are a little frightening. Cincinnati's got some serious firepower. They have a great young quarterback. They have a rebuilt offensive line. But let's start with the good one here, a real good one here for the Steelers. T.J. Watt versus right tackle Lyle Collins. The Bengals went out, gave Collins good money. He's a top 10 right tackle, I would say. Highly accomplished Had a weird way into the league because of legal stuff, but would have been a very high pick. That that aside, good player for Dallas, real good player for Dallas. Real nice pickup for the Bengals. I think he's their best offensive lineman, but not a superstar. TJ Watt's a superstar. And I think Watt will give him a lot of problems, particularly as a pass rusher, of course, but also secure on the edge in the run game, something Watt is exceptional at. This matchup favors the Steelers. It'll favor the Steelers every week, no matter what right tackle he faces. And if you don't notice about the Bengals, they throw to their tight ends very infrequently. And they brought in Hayden Hurst, which might be a slight upgrade over Azoma from last year. But they also have Drew Sample, who's kind of the gentry type, blocker type. And I think you'll see a lot of Sample in this game lined up next to Collins, you know, and and helping out, making life tough on Watt. So we know TJ can still thrive in that situation, and he has many times and probably still will. So I still think that favors the Steelers. And if you can get them to do that consistently, that leads me to the next one, is Highsmith, you know, slash right edge player needs to win one-on-ones against Jonah Williams, who... Many consider the Bengals' best offensive lineman. But I read this morning, I mean, he gave up 10 sacks last year. I mean, I've always looked at him and thought, yeah, he's their best lineman, but he's not a top-tier left tackle for sure. He's fine. I mean, Steelers would love to have him. I get that. But you want to see Highsmith in particular, assuming he's ready to roll, win a couple one-on-one matchups there. If he And he's going to get lots of them. Um, sticking with the O line theme here, the weakest spot of the, the offensive line without question for Cincinnati is their left guard spot where it looks like Volson is going to be the starter. Now they didn't play any of their starters during the preseason, except for this left guard battle, which Volson, a rookie ended up winning. And that's a hard position to help. So I would expect a very high percentage of Cam Hayward snaps to come lined up either head up or as a three technique or an inside shade over that left guard. But this doesn't have to be Cam either. I mean, Joby would still, you know, command could really be a game wrecker in that situation as well. While Cam's drawing double teams from the right guard center or the right tackle, right guard, or whatever. Put Cam over on that side. But I do think you'll see a lot of Cam over Volson just because that's your best interior guy and that's their worst interior guy. Keep keep an eye on their left guard position throughout this game. If Burrow's getting interior pressure, sacks, I think there's a good chance that this guy is a real liability. So that's something to keep an eye on here. Um, Let's go to the second level. I think Miles Jack's going to have a really solid season. I'm not real concerned with him, to be very honest with you. I think he'll be just fine here. But when Bush was at his best, he did a lot of good work as a man coverage player uh, against running backs. And Mixon's a very good receiver for a big back. He's not quite Lev Bell in that neighborhood. And I think Najee will be better than him. But he's a plus receiver. An odd thing Cincinnati does, though, is they don't want to overwork Mixon to the Najee level. So where they give him a break, and I don't know that I agree with this because these are the money downs, are passing situations. I mean, third and seven, Mixon's not out there. I mean, contrary to popular belief, and this hurts his fantasy value a little bit, they use P-Ryan in that regard, who's probably better in protection, but that's how they spell Mixon, is in passing downs. That doesn't mean they don't throw him the football on first and 10, but I think you'll see Bush on Mixon a lot. And when we saw him at his best, Bush, that was something I thought he did quite well. You know, So is he getting back to that level? I also want to pay attention to Bush and Jack, but again, I just have less concerns about Jack against Boyd on like crossing routes, especially in zone coverage, how Burrow manipulates him, things like that. Um, So this will be the first real test for Bush. You know, the Bengals are part are game planning right now to test him in every way possible. They watched him and played against him last year. They know that, you know, that he is a potential liability, a probable liability. Um, so I think that's something that they will absolutely attack, whether it's their, their running backs or short crossers, things like that, that could also help mitigate the, uh, the Steeler pass rush, you know, with quick hitting, particularly Boyd. But they'll do that with Chase, too. They'll scream him across the formation, just past the line of scrimmage, get it to him in space, and then look out. So, Bush is going to be tested with a lot of stuff in front of him, as always. And I'm sure Burrow is going to do everything possible to manipulate him, you know, play action stuff, you know, not even in the play, in the, 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 the uh, the pass game, but, you know, eye candy and pre snap motion and things like that. So, obviously, a pivotal game, pivotal season for Bush because he is going to get tested right away. I mean, that much I can promise you. Uh, we'll take that quick break, come back and talk about a little bit of these matchups in a second. All right, here's a big Burrow thing. First of all, if you remember last year at this time, what was the narrative around the Bengals? You know, they had just picked third in the draft. The year before that, they're picking first in the draft. We were. Everyone's talking about coach on the hot seat in Cincinnati, quarterback Burrow coming off a massive knee injury. Their first round pick, Jamar Chase, can't catch an NFL football. You know, that's what was going on around this team one year ago, which just shows you how things can change from the preseason narrative till a Super Bowl visit by Cincinnati. Um, but early in the year, the Bengals ran the ball a lot. They protected Burrow. I mean, he was coming off a bad knee injury, as I mentioned. Maybe he shouldn't even been playing as early as he did, but he's tough as can be. But as the season went on, He started lighting people up and just tearing the league apart. Had the best completion percentage in the league matched with the best yards per attempt. Now think about that. I mean, usually the yard per attempt leaders are the guys that are chucking and ducking. Winston, you know, with the box, those type of guys. Not the precision passers. Well, Burrow was a unique combination of the two and got better and better as the season went on. Now, where's he going to be now? I don't know. Coming off this appendectomy and no practice or no preseason reps whatsoever. But here's a big thing to look at here. And I'm going to call this just Burrow versus Minka. In that, is Minka going to bait him at times? Is he going to do some robber coverages and things like that? Absolutely. And and try to, you know, get in the young quarterback's head and, and show him things. Take it away. Simulated pressures from the Steelers are great at that. But here's the thing I really want to stress is last year when Burrow would see single high, a safety in the middle of the field, either cover one cover three and more people usually close to the line of scrimmage, but not necessarily, but single high safety, which the Steelers do a very high percentage of the time. I mean, sometimes it's a three deep shell with two, you know, two off corners, but Minka spends a lot of his time. And with KZ out of the lineup, I think that'll still continue deep middle. But when Burrow saw a single high last year, <laughs> he ripped at the chase. You know, that means I'm going to get something I like. I'm sending chase deep. So I expect the Bengals, not in this game, but I expect the Bengals to see much, much higher percentage of cover to two deep shell. That's what happened to Buffalo. That's what happened to Kansas City forces your quarterback to dunk it down, death by a thousand paper cuts. But I think the Steelers and Minka will tease them. You know, we're going to do the single high. If you can protect long enough to get chased deep, you might beat us with it. But Minka is a special center fielder, too. I mean, he's not Ed Reed, but he's the best in the business, in my opinion, in the deep middle And he may steal one or make a big play there. So that's a big, big thing for me to watch. Because Burrow, (laughs) I was used to saying when I was a pit with Larry, like when we got down by the goal line, we could put up on then Heinz Field Stadium, hey, we're throwing a fade to Larry. I mean, that's how I think the the Bengals are late last year. You're giving me single high, we're max protecting and throwing bombs to chase. You know, so the Steelers might not mind that approach by Cincy or Chase might have 180 yards and three long touchdowns. You know, I mean, he's that special. So I I think that's something really to pay attention to um, as well as just the receiver matchups across the board. I, you know, they're going to move guys around, but Higgins and Chase will get a lot of their reps. I should say this before that th- this team lives in 11 personnel running back Tight end, three receivers. So Steelers are going to live live in nickel or dime. So Sutton is probably going to be a high percentage of the snaps, the slot corner, lined up on Boyd. Boyd's a good player. I think that's fine, though. I mean, I, I you can live with that matchup all day long. Considering what Cincinnati throws at you, Sutton versus Boyd, fine. If Boyd catches eight balls for 72 yards, so be it, and some key first downs. So be it, I can live with it, you know, tackle the catch, you know, get your hands on some footballs, make Burrow, make some contested throws. And needless to say, Wallace and Spoon, well, they get Higgins and Chase and not alone. You know, I talked about that single high situation. Of course, Minko will roll one way or another. Edmonds will drop into the deep half at times. Um, All these things, you know, the linebackers will help take away the quick slants Edmonds' role here is really interesting to me, too. How do they use him? Is he near the line of scrimmage? Is he well off the ball? But kind of like we talked about with Watt versus Collins, Collins is a good player. I think Wallace and Spoon are good players. Collins is probably better what he does than what they are. But they're going against great ones. And they are probably going to lose that battle more often than not, as all corners do against that pair of elite receivers. But if they can't protect, and they are about the worst protection team in the league last year, then that stuff that won't matter as much. And I think, do think Burrow's going to get hit. I don't care who the Steelers are playing. I think the Steelers will hit opposing quarterbacks all year long, assuming they're healthy. And I've mentioned this several times, but I really feel that not playing any of your offensive starters, except your left guard, could really bite the Bengals in this game. You know, all new O-line, communication stuff. You know, I mentioned simulated pressures they're going to see, all kinds of blitzes. Are they not coming? Are they not, you know, the the Steelers are going to throw a lot at this line. And I would expect some communication errors. And while the line is improved for the Bengals, I still think just one-on-one matchups up front favor the Steelers. And if they're going to win this game, Player of the game is probably going to be Cam Hayward or T.J. Watt. You know, Nogan Joby against his old team. Like him, so. That's it, that side of the ball. Um, that'll do it. I'll be back at you tomorrow.